0: Hey what's up folks, it's Eric, I'm back. I haven't used Anchor like in maybe like, I don't know, maybe a year or so. When it first started, I was into it and then I just stopped using it because it's it was a little bit out of my comfort zone, like being just talking and then, you know, kind of but I guess I'm gonna try it again, see what happens and try to lead it in the right direction and uh, see what I can get with this. Pretty kinds of guys, all kinds of talents, I can make different voices, I can can act, I can uh, interview people pretty well, I can uh, make film, record uh, stuff, but now I want to venture out more into the audio experience and see what I can bring to the table, and maybe venture out into a podcast. Or a blog, or a blog, or all three. And at the same time, I'm actually starting my own little business here in Texas. So I'm gonna start doing that as well. I know it's a lot, it might seem like there's a lot of my table, but the more we put on the plate, the more you can chew off. You know so I'm gonna try to do that and see what I can do and see where this takes me. So if you have any ideas or have any questions or, or if you want to talk, send me a phone line and guess holler back. It is your boy, Eric C. And yes, welcome back to the Eric Castillo Movement, also known as the Eric C Movement. Today's topic will be Autobiography of a Yogi, the book. Autobiography of a Yogi. It's a book that um, my personal experience reading this book has been a journey And it will continue because there's a continuous journey, but the story behind it of how I ran into this book is pretty interesting. So if you have a minute or two or maybe 30 minutes, I don't know how long I'm going to take talking about this story, but um, it's going to be a while because the way it started, um, I'm actually a speech pathologist assistant. I work eight to five, mostly every day, Monday to Fridays, but I do a lot of documentation in between visits and I'm usually on the run. On one of these particular visits, uh, I had a cancellation, so I ran to the nearest Starbucks and I was gonna, I was gonna do some documentation. While I was there, ordering my coffee, um, I ran to one of my pals from back in the days from, from high school and I hadn't seen him like over maybe like a good eight to seven years. And um, so I was like, hey, what's going on, man? I sat down. By the way, his name is Joel Cotton. He's from Print District Industries or something like that. <laughs> I forgot the name, but it's really, really cool. Uh, he has a cool business, bro. Nevertheless, stuff. I'll stop you. Uh, while I, I, I ran into him, and I was there talking to him about what I do, and I was talking about what he does, and <clears throat> we started talking about autism. and. Due to the subject, we're talking about how, like, the theory behind the causing of autism and the whole spike in autism and how it's been, you know, increasing over the last few years, we're just talking about ideas and how we personally thought that had developed or our theories behind it, right? So, and then from there, we started talking about, like, you know, meditation and, and he was asking me how do you know about meditation I was like really um, I've been meditating I, I told him I've been meditating for like a year or two and it started because and I told him I told him it was pretty crazy how it really all began because I learned about meditation through some hip hop heads from Brooklyn New York Flatbush to be exact and the name of the, the group, or the name of the actually movement that was going on in the Beast Coast—that's the way they call it—the Beast Coast. The name of the group is the Underachievers, and the Underachievers is a group that uh, you know talks about a lot of uh, meditation, talks about um, you know astral projections, out of body experiences. They talk about chakras in their music. So while I was. Listening to their music, when I discovered them, I was like impressed because they were talking about something so different than every MC out there that I was listening to before that, you know, it was just so intriguing to me. So as I was listening to their music, I was uh, Googling what they were talking about, and then I ran into like the YouTube videos on, on uh, chakra meditation and uh, cleansing the chakras and in a uh, third eye, uh, the pineal gland and... So they they kind of got me into it, like in that sense, not directly but indirectly. And so I started learning about meditation. So he was, I was telling him about that experience and how I got into meditation. He was telling me how he had his guru, and he's asking me, "Who's your guru?" I was like I, I really don't have a guru, but uh, I feel like one of the dudes that really inspired me to really look into this other, you know, spirituality was. Um, what's his name capital steez you know aka from the, co- the pro era you know he's from the pro, pro era movement and um, he really was the one talking about sacred geometry and spirit science and that's when I really started digging into the the whole meditation and uh the chakra systems and all that stuff so and so he's telling me about a yogi and he t- started telling me about this uh Paramahansa Yogananda How meditation worked for him And how he brought yoga to, to the states Or to the west And he had a book with him And he let me borrow it The name of the book was called Where, Where There's Light Where There's Light And it's a book by Paramahansa Yogananda And it's actually like a So let me continue the story I'm actually in a jog right now And I took the time to Slow down a little bit And talk more about the story So when I borrowed the book, Where There's Life, it was a very powerful book because it had a lot of, uh, it's not like a storyline book, it's more like chapters on different types of, your, of journeys in your life. Like, uh, you know, just self-awareness, it talks about meditation, it talks about death, it talks about love. Talks about giving, and throughout the book, it just gives you like little scriptures of what jo- Yogananda would tell you know his students, and it, and it gives you lots of energy, man, lots of power, lots of uh, it makes you feel so inspired, and it makes everything so easy to challenge. Like, it's a it makes it like I've always been a spiritual guy because of my grandma, rest in peace, I love her to death. She always taught us to pray and, and feel that God can you know, help us at any given moment as long as we have faith. So I always carried that with me, but when I started to meditate and read this book, it connected the other side of spirituality that I hadn't really thought about or put the mathematics to. So it helped me a lot to really start you know, believing in, in the present moment and always being present and uh, being, having gratitude for what we have and all the good and the bad has come with it. So it was really one of those moments in time when I started reading that book. And I told the guy, like, dude, I'm not a fast reader, so it's going to take me a while to read this book. To be honest, I'm not a reader at all. It took me college to really learn how to read. And so I told the dude, like, dude, man, it's going to take me a while before I read this book, and, and he's like, don't don't worry, man, just take it, like, are you sure, because if I take it, I'm not going to give it back to you in a long time, so he's like, it's like, ah, come on, man, just take it, don't worry about it, so I took the book, and I started reading it, and uh, that first night, I think I read, like, one chapter, and it was uh, very inspiring, like I said, and um, I just started reading it, little by little, I was like, I got to finish this book, so I finished the book maybe, like, a few months into It took me a while. It didn't happen like, like over a six-month span. It took me a while, man, to read the whole thing. But I read it thoroughly, and then I read it again, and like bits and pieces. So you, you got it. I got a mile in. So like I was saying. I read the bits and pieces again, that's I finished reading it. And that, I'm not even getting to the point where I got the book, the Autobiography of a Yogi book. I read it in the, in the back of the book, in the, where the Where's the Life book. It tells you like different books you can read, you know, like, so I was like, you know, I gotta get this one because I was reading on, actually I, I looked up on YouTube and I saw that there was a video on Yogananda and then I found it on Netflix, I found the actual, I found the actual documentary on him. So I was like, dude, let me watch it before I buy the book. And I bought the book, I mean, I, read, I saw the movie on Netflix and then I was like, yo man, this is like a super cool story for the modern age, this is like a modern saint that nobody ever talks about. So I let me, let me talk, let me look more into this. And then I found out that that Steve Jobs you know he was a, a fan of this book this is the only book on his iPad when he passed away and he actually gave a book to everybody at his funeral a copy of the Yogi of the Autobiography of a Yogi book so I was like dude I need to get I need to get a copy of this book and so that's when the journey began I was like dude I gotta order this book and uh, I gotta order some other books that you know, I need to read as much as I can so I can build up my brain and, and get ready for all this, all the steps in my life. So that's what I did, man. Got the book, and then I'll tell you the rest of the story in the next chapter. So, part three of the autobiography of a yogi story, how I captured that book. So, I saw a documentary. And then right after that, um, I ordered the book, man. And before I ordered the book, I actually went down to the bookstore. And uh, I saw the actual copy, the first copy of the book I had had ever seen. And it was a beautiful copy of the book, man. It was a a light blue, huge book. It was like a, maybe like an eight by eight. It looked like, I don't know, it was a huge book, man. like. But it, and, and it had a really good, like, feel to it. It wasn't a paperback like the one I actually got. But me being the one man, you know, household income and, and a family of four, I was like, dude, I gotta get, I gotta get it at a cheaper price. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna order it through this website that I found that has like affordable books and shit. I forgot the name of it. I think it's called ThriftBooks.com. Shout out to ThriftBooks.com. So I ordered the book and I actually ordered that one and I ordered uh, Tony Robbins uh, some financial book that I still haven't read completely as I said before I'm a slow ass reader but um, that's another another chapter another story that I gotta talk about but um, nevertheless let me talk about the Yogi book so I ordered it and the, I ordered it and I waited as like, I couldn't I couldn't wait, man, I just wanted the book right in my hand so I could start reading it. It was so, like that moment, I remember when I ordered it, I told my, my kids, you know, I'm going to get this book. I told my wife, they are like, yeah, they've been nonchalant about it, like they don't really care about it. But I, I told them, this book is important, man, and I need to read it. So I was waiting, you know, the whole couple of weeks, I think it took like two to three weeks before I got the book, and eventually when I got it, yeah. It, it arrived in a big box, and it was uh, Tony Robbins book, and it was Autobiography of Yogi book, and boom, it got there. I was like, "Yo, man, I, I couldn't believe it." I actually, I told my, my my kid, my my kid Isabella, she's 10 years old, but she was nine at the moment. I told her, "Look, I got this book. I want you to, you know, read it with me, or just sign it." That we received it this day, so we signed one of the first pages in the book. I signed it put the date that I received it and I was like I'm gonna write the date I received it and started reading it and then when I finish the book I'll write the day that I finished the book so I can know how long I took and that will be another part of the story that I'll talk to you about later so I can actually look at the dates because I can't remember off the bat but so I got the book super excited you know uh, throughout this time when I would I hadn't been meditating a lot to be honest I kind of took a step back from that, um, and that's another story that I'll talk to you about later, the reasons why, but, um, so I started uh, reading the book that day, and I was just, I was just wild, man, I, couldn't, I was just so excited, man, I was like, man, this book is so, it's like, a kind of like the Bible, kind of gives you like, a, I'm not going to compare it to the Bible, because, I mean, it's, it's, they're books, but, And it's very similar stories, like, about how he was trying to spread the truth to the West. And that was his own mission, you know, on Yogananda's mission was to spread the truth about, you know, being a yogi and uh, the whole lifestyle behind it and how you can change the world, similar to what the Bible talks about Jesus, you know, and the, the life he lived to try to spread the truth you know so it was like very similar in that sense but totally different eras and totally different you know stories because this one at least he's in our lifetime we can actually relate to him where like we hear stories from the bible we're like wow did that really happen or is it you know so that's how the story began man Uh, I actually told my brother to read it actually I would post pictures on on snapchat and on instagram about like lines that I would read in, in the book, and I would just take a picture and snap it and, and post it. And uh, I got people interested in the book. And uh, talk to you about the next chapter. Yo, part four, part four. Yo, part four of the story. Yo, uh, one of the things about recording on on anchor that I like right now is that uh. I'm walking it right now and I'm jogging and I'm listening to the playback and I like the ambience that's created by the actual walk in the park, you know what I mean? You can hear the cars passing by, you can hear the crickets, you can hear people passing by, like conversations and shit. And uh, it's pretty cool that you're able to record at any given moment and publish it to a bunch of people out there in the world, you know what I mean? So. If, you, if you're still tuning in for part four, man, much appreciation. This is, again, this is the Eric C. movement, the Eric Castillo movement. So, just trying to stay present in the moment before I continue with my story. So, uh, yeah, man, I started posting pictures and, you know, about what I was reading and, um, uh, Actually, right before that, even months before I started getting the Autobiography of Yogi book, I I was posting pictures on the Where There's Light book, you know, and I I snapped a lot of those pictures because I know that I had to return the book. Plus, they're inspirational at the moment, so I posted them to all the social media, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. I don't think Twitter. I I deleted Twitter for a while, but I got to get it again. So... um, story begins where uh where I left off is that um so I was reading the book and it took me a long time to really process what I was reading because the movie I mean the movie the book to me is like a movie because I was reading it and just felt like I was watching a film and uh it reminded me of one of the movies I would seen that from India I think it was uh I forgot the name of the movie, but there's this kid who got lost, and he's looking for his parents, and it's based off of India, and he's looking for his family in India. So, when I watched that movie, it was before I read the book, so when I read the book, I was kind of familiar like with the scenarios that he's portraying in the book, although it's modern India compared to the book's old India, which is very different, but very similar to the same. So when he was talking about the stories in the book, I was just like, dude, it's taking me to another world where, you know, um, they have different needs, they have different aspirations, but they have very similar problems as far as, you know, vision and what they want to do because yoga, Yogananda would talk about how since he was a kid, he wanted to be a yoga master, you know, a guru. And he always wanted to go to the Himalayas and actually become, meet his guru and become a yogi, you know what I mean? So he talked about that, that drive to become a yogi at a very young age. And, you know, bits and pieces of the stories that he would tell, he would, you would learn about his, the culture, their lifestyle, you know, what they would do to eat, what kind of food they would eat. And I'm not gonna lie, man. I was every time I was reading those stories about him eating those kind of Indian food. I was like, "Yo, that sounds pretty good. I want to try that." So, that's, it just makes you like it takes you to another world, man. Because we're so used to the smells of food here in the states. Like right now, as I'm walking, it smells like fajitas. It smells like carne asada, which is barbecue, you know. And um, it's a very tempting smell like if you're from here you know that somebody's cooking out and you wouldn't mind to stop by and get a piece of that meat you know what I'm saying you would like to get a taco or or like you know or making a carne yourself because or barbecuing yourself because you get inspired to it but off the topic right but um we go back to the topic um yeah so I was really captivated by the culture in the book and the stories he was telling since he was a kid were very inspiring, man, because he was like he was driven at a very young age to uh, to actually, you know, complete his mission. And uh, part part five coming up next. Stick around. So I just figured out that Anchor has an episode section where i could publish a long story and not you know create a station for each episode so my bad though next time i'll do that but um, i'll make sure to wrap it up pretty soon hopefully i can wrap, wrap it up right here in part five so the story of uh, the book man reading the book has i don't think it's i mean it's just it has changed my life but it's not like oh my god it's changed my life kind of book but but the, it, it makes you think in a different light, and it wants you to understand that you can be the light, and that we are infinite beings. That we're not this physical body that make us think that we are, that we're programmed to believe we're not. We're not the physical body. We're not the An analogy that I've made is not, we're not the vehicle, the vehicle being the body, we're the soul, the spirit, which is the driver, you know what I mean? The driver makes the car what it is, not the car makes the driver. And I feel like uh, I've been more present, believing that uh, I am where I am and everything happens when it's supposed to happen through the divinity of the higher power and intelligence. And uh, actually I'm going to talk about synchronization in everybody's lives in another episode that is only about synchronization and stories about what's happened to me with that topic. So. The Autobiography autobiography of a Yogi. Um, I hadn't finished it up until September, right, of 2017. So I took a trip to New York to visit my brother. And to tell you the truth, I had never been to New York in my life, but it's always been one of the inspirations, destinations in my life since I was a kid. I was inspired because while I was growing up I would listen to a lot of hip-hop and living in Texas and seeing the city New York City and a lot of the music videos and a lot of the stories that I you know listen to in hip-hop they were always talking about the five boroughs and that was always a magical place I wanted to visit I never wanted to go to Disney really my Disney was New York City so that time around with my brother was oh, he's been living he oh, he lived there for almost two years. The opportunity arose and I was like yo I'm going to NYC and go touch base with my brother. He's been reading the book too, and uh, that was like in the back burner when I was gonna get over there I was gonna talk to him about it. And uh, so I meet my brother over there. It was a beautiful moment, beautiful moment in time. And it's like I was so inspired by my brother by his family for the for the move they had to make to live in New York City. And it's, he's following his truth, you know what I mean? Kind of like the yogi, kind of like yoga. How he went to the west, following his truth. And uh, that's what my brother did. So it's kind of very very weird how it's very similar. So when I got there to NYC, uh, my brother and I had to, we, we, we con- reconnected in a lot of the, you know, things that had been going on with us. And, where we, where we see ourselves and just, we were enjoying the moment man, to the fullest. We drank beers, we went out to a couple of bars, we, we ate at uh, this place. They cooked a lot of home-cooked meals that were really nice, more uh, different than what I'm used to. We loved the food over there, we loved our time over there and the book, we talked about how it made us, you know, aware of all these uh, higher intelligence and all these all these spirits and all these saints that Yogananda was talking to you know in his book. He was talking about his gurus, how they appeared out of nowhere and they disappeared and how they can time travel and how it's we started talking about all those philosophies and theories. and It was just a magical time man. I enjoyed it. NYC, a Yogi. All right, man. This is the last one, part six. I'm going to wrap it up with this one for sure. Uh, well, the book, man, it's, it's a must read. It's a reread. There's a few chapters in this book that, uh, well, all the book, but there's a couple of chapters that go into some scientific, you know, heaven type of deal. Like, it talks about the afterlife. And it talks about uh, talks about uh, the dynamics of it, and it's very interesting because when I was reading it, I was uh, really intrigued by those two chapters. I think it was two chapters. Then it's they're very long chapters, and it took me a while to read the whole chapter. But it talks about you know the, the spirituality within spirituality and. It, ta- it talks about the afterlife, how you die, and and it, I mean you physically die, but then you you know you go into other dimension, and you, when you're a divine being, you're able to you know travel back and forth from that dimension to this dimension where we at right now, and I'm just giving you uh, a brief summary, man. There's so much detail I can't even put it into words, but those two chapters are very, very interesting. I think it's chapter 42, chapter 43. And uh, it took me a while to read them, like I said. And my brother and I were like, dude, what was, like, that was like a, like, kind of like the climax of the book, man. It kind of like took it to. Well, it might be different for, for other people, but for me, that was the climax of the book. Like, it just reached the climax. And I'm like, man, this is one of those chapters, you gotta reread read again. So I finished the book maybe like a month later after I got back from NYC in September. I think it's September 22nd. But I'll check later in the data. So when I got back, and I, I mean, when I read those chapters, I was like, dude. And I still haven't gotten, gotten back to reading them. I mean, I've been trying, like I tried, thanksgiving, like mean, Read it, but I wasn't able to because there's a lot of things going on. And when I, every time I would try to, people would talk to me, so I was like, okay, let me talk to my in-laws because I haven't seen them in a while. You know, but it's just a very powerful book overall. It's a must-read, like I said. It's a keeper. You just share it. It's a guide. It's a it's the now, it's the future, and the past all put in one, very respected book. Uh, I think my overall summary of the book, I give it also a rate of a, of a, of a 10, out of 10 stars, you want to call it, or 4 to 4 stars, whatever you want it's just a the book. So right now, I'm walking down the pond that's by my house. It's about late in the evening, like 9.30 or 10. And I don't even know what time it is to be there. (laughs) But it's, it's late. But I don't feel like it's late. I just feel like it's the now. And I'll be honest, man, real quick before I end this up. The summary of the book is it's a story, the autobiography of Yogi, how he goes from you know trying to become a, a yogi to becoming a yogi master and the stories in between that captivate his life and change his life from you know perseverance, going against his family's uh, wants and going for his Goal is a uh, universal goal. So go get it, go read it, study it, and marinate thoughts in your brain and let your soul take its role. Y'all feel the beat. Thank you all for listening. Appreciate it. The infinite and what's up folks it's eric c here for the eric c movement show and i'm here with my daughter isabella say hello bella hi and she's 10 years old and right now today's topic or this moment's topic is about stranger things how it's inspired us to be uh I guess, a cast of uh, Stranger Things for the next Halloween coming up. So we're already planning for it. We're getting excited about it. And Bella, tell me what you were thinking about dressing yourself as.
1: Oh, I was thinking like 11, like wearing that pink dress with the big puppy, navy blue jacket with the, with the what are you Cut socks and then the white converse. And then I just wear the wig. So I want her to like.
0: The blonde wig. Right? Yeah,
1: the blonde wig. Yes.
0: And you want me to dress up as who?
1: Hopper. Hopper.
0: She wants me to dress up as Hopper, but let me describe my, my uh my anatomy. I'm five foot five, maybe five foot six on a good day. I'm short, I'm dark, and I got dark hair. I don't think I'm gonna be a hopper type of looking guy, so. What do you think about that, Bella?
1: I think I think you're still gonna be.
0: <laughs> she still wants me to be Hopper, but maybe uh I think it should be uh, Dustin. I like Dustin. He's my favorite character. He's short. I can probably pull up the curly hair and a little uh, trucker hat and just do the sound and I think that'll pull it off. But one of the things we're excited about, and I was telling Isabella, is the we can we can design our own little haunted house. We have a little canopy that we can dress up and we can like, make it look like a portal. Where actually the entrance will be like this kind of portal-looking thingy, where it's all kind of stretchy and stringy, and like all kinds of uh you know things coming out of it, and it's kind of gooey. So when you walk in, you get all full of this goo, which I know you know how to make, but we can make some like uh, that that uh, slime that you've been making lately. Oh,
1: I'm so drained Dad. I don't make them.
0: Well, we can make a slime and we can color it like whatever color. I think it's like the reds and the greens and. Like and puke yeah like the puke colors and uh, (laughs) I think it'll be a great way for people to be interested in being into like getting into the haunted house and going through the whole haunted house thing we can be all the characters inside waiting for these people and be like you're in the upside down you're in the upside down
1: dad I got a new idea you know how you know how um, Eleven she goes to her mind and then like it's all pitch black Yeah. like maybe we could get one of the characters just there like yeah.
0: sitting in a chair or something?
1: Yeah, yeah, and then, are you talking about Eleven's
0: mom? Or anybody, like... Oh
1: yeah, it can be anybody, and then Eleven's just like that. You know how it's all like pitch black, the floor's pitch black, everything's yeah, pitch it's black.
0: Yeah, like, like you are walking on water, right? Yes. Man, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah, we can do that, we can totally do that. We'll, uh, we'll put somebody there, and then be f- right before, after you leave the actual haunted house, you'll be attacked by a Demogorgon. <laughs> what do you think about that? Yeah. We can dr- we can dress up Eric, little Eric, and my okay. little boy. He's three years old. He can be a Demogorgon. Demogorgon. Yeah, fuck yeah! I'll be the Demogorgon. Sorry for the cussing, guys. This is R. <laughs> Isabella, I'll be a Demogorgon. She just came up with a great idea. I'll be the Demogorgon. Uh, that'll be an easy costume to make, or I can buy it off. Of what what uh what is the place you told me about?
1: Uh, Spirit... Halo... Spirit Halloween, or. Halloween.
0: I think it's called yeah something about spirit.
1: <laughs> it's it, it's it, the two words are spirit Halloween, but I'm not just sure. I'm not sure if it's Halloween Spirit or Spirit Halloween.
0: Well, whatever. We'll either get it there or we'll just create and make it look like the I, costume. I,
1: I, I saw on YouTube like this guy he made like the whole costume of a demogorgon and the, the mouth opens up. Like he like yeah, he. Yeah, that's
0: what I need. That's what I want. That's what I'm envisioning.
1: He puts his hand like this, like straight up, and then the the whole thing opens up.
0: I think we need to do that. We have enough time to create it or just look for it so we can get it on online or get ready for it. But, yeah, I'll make sure to post you guys up when that time comes around. You follow my Snapchat. You'll follow my Instagram and my Facebook and my Anchor. And you will be in the story. You'll follow the story of the Stranger Things cast in Halloween spirit. There we go. So, uh, any other comments you want to make before we should wrap it up Bella no. so you want to be for sure you want to be 11 but the the one with the blonde wig not the one with that the badass 11 with the slick hair to the back and and I'll, the black I'll think you know about it. I'll think about it. all right well wrapping it up stay tuned for the Eric C movement show <laughs> and what's up folks it's Eric C here for the Eric C. Movement show, and I'm here with my daughter Isabella. Say hello, Bella. Hi. And she's 10 years old, and right now, today's topic or this moment's topic is about Stranger Things how it's inspired us to be, uh, I guess, a cast of uh, Stranger Things for the next Halloween coming up. So we're already planning for it, we're getting excited about it. And Bella, tell me what you were thinking about dressing yourself as.
1: Oh, I was thinking like 11 like, wearing that pink dress with the uh, big puppy, navy blue jacket with the, uh, with uh, the we cut socks, and then the white converse, and then I just wear the wig, so I want not to like...
0: The blonde wig? Right?
1: Yeah, the blonde wig, yes.
0: And you want me to dress up as who?
1: Hopper. Hopper.
0: She wants me to dress up as Hopper, but let me describe my, my, uh, my anatomy. I'm five foot five, maybe five foot six on a good day. I'm short, I'm dark and I got dark hair. I don't think I'm gonna be a Hopper type of looking guy. So, what do you think about that, Bella?
1: I think, I think you're still gonna be
0: <laughs> She still wants me to be Hopper. But maybe, uh, I think I should be uh, Dustin. I like Dustin. He's my favorite character. He's short. I can probably pull up the curly hair and a little uh, trucker hat and just do the <laughs> sound and I think that'll pull it off. But one of the things we're excited about, and I was telling Isabella, is the we can we can design our own little haunted house. We have a little canopy that we can dress up, and we can like make it look like a portal, where actually the entrance will be like this kind of portal-looking thingy, where it's all kind of stretchy and stringy, and like all kinds of uh, you know things coming out of it, and it's kind of gooey. So when you walk in. You get all full of this goo, which I know you know how to make, Bella. We can make some, like, uh, that, that uh, slime that you've been making lately.
1: Oh, i so I don't make them.
0: Well, we can make a slime, and we can color it, like, whatever color. I think it's, like, the reds and the greens and, like puke. and puke. Yeah, like the puke colors. And uh, <laughs> I think it'll be a great way for people to be interested in being in, into, like, getting into the haunted house and going through the whole haunted house thing. We can be all the characters inside waiting for these people and be like, you're in the upside down, you're in the upside down. Dad,
1: I got a new idea, you know What's how you know how I, um, Eleven, she goes to her mind and then like it's all pitch black? Yeah. Like, maybe we could get one of the characters just there.
0: Like yeah. sitting in a chair or something?
1: Yeah, yeah, and then, are you talking about Eleven's mom?
0: Or anybody. Like
1: oh this, yeah, it could be anybody and then Eleven's just like that. You know how it's all like pitch black, the floor's pitch black, everything's yeah, pitch
0: black. Yeah, like, like they're walking on water, right? Yes. Man, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah, we can do that. We can totally do that. We'll, uh, we'll put somebody there, and then be f- right before, we, after you leave the actual haunted house, you'll be attacked by a Demogorgon. <laughs> what do you think about that? Yeah. We can dr- we can dress up, Eric, little Eric, and my Are little he- boy. He's three years old. Right. He can be a Demogorgon. a Demogorgon. Yeah, fuck yeah. I'll be the Demogorgon. Sorry for the cussing, guys. This is Rated R. <laughs> Isabella, I'll be a Demogorgon. She just came up with a great idea. I'll be the Demogorgon. Oh, uh, that'll be an easy costume to make, or I can buy it off of what, what, uh, what is the place you told me about?
1: Uh, spirit, Hello... Spirit Halloween, or Halloween Spirit.
0: Whatever. I think it's called, yeah, something about Spirit. <laughs> it's, it, it's,
1: it, the two words are Spirit Halloween, but I'm not just sure, I'm not sure if it's Halloween Spirit or Spirit Halloween.
0: Well, whatever, we'll either get it there, or we'll just create or and make it look like the costume, I,
1: I, I saw on YouTube like this guy, he made like the whole costume of a demogorgon and the, the mouth opens up. Like, keep like, yeah, he, he, that's
0: what I need, that's what I want, that's what I'm envisioning. He
1: puts his hand like this, like straight up, and then the, the whole thing opens up.
0: Wow. I think we need to do that. We have enough time to create it or just look for it so we can get it on online or get ready for it. But yeah, I'll make sure to post you guys up when that time comes around. You follow my Snapchat, you'll follow my Instagram, and my Facebook, and my anchor, and you will be in the story. You'll follow the story of the Stranger Things cast in Halloween spirit. There we go. So, uh, any other comments you want to make before we wrap it up, Bella? So, you want to be, for sure, you want to be 11, but uh, the one with the blonde wig, not the one with the badass Eleven with the slick hair to the back and and the black, you know. All right, well, wrapping it up. Stay tuned for the Eric C. Movement Show. (laughs) All right, man, this is the last one, part six. I'm gonna wrap it up with this one for sure. Uh, Well, the book, man, it's it's a must-read. It's a reread. There's a few chapters in this book that uh. Well, all the book, but there's a couple of chapters that go into some scientific, you know, heaven type of deal. Like, it talks about the afterlife, and it talks about um, it talks about uh, the dynamics of it. And it's very interesting because when I was reading it, I was uh, really intrigued by those two chapters. I think it was two chapters, three and it's they're very long chapters, and it took me a while to read the whole chapter. But it talks about you know the, the spirituality within spirituality, and it ta- it talks about the afterlife, how you die, and and it, I mean you physically die, but then you you know you go into this other dimension, and you, when you're a divine being, you're able to you know travel back and forth from that dimension to this dimension where we at right now. And I'm just giving you uh, a brief summary, man. There's so much detail, I can't even put it into words. But those two chapters are very, very interesting. I think it's chapter 42, chapter 43. And uh, it took me a while to read them, like I said. And my brother and I were like, dude, what was, like, that was like a, I kind of like the climax of the book, man. I kind of took it to... Well, it might be different for, for other people, but for me, that was the climax of the book. Like, it just reached the climax. And I'm like, man, this is one of those chapters you i got to reread again. So I finished the book maybe like a month later after I got back from you know, NYC in, in September. I think it's September 22nd. But I'll check later in the data. So when I got back... I, I mean, when I read those chapters, I was like, dude. And I still haven't got, gotten back to reading them. I mean, I've been trying, like I tried, and thanksgiving, to read it, but I wasn't able to because there a lot of things going on. And when I, every time I would try to, people would talk to me. So I was like, okay, let me talk to my in-laws because I haven't seen them in a while, you know? But it's just a very powerful book overall it's a must-read, like I said, it's a keeper, you just share it, it's a guide, it's a, it's the now, it's the future, and it's the past, all put in one, very respected book, uh, I think my overall summary of the book, I give it also a rate of a, uh, of a of a 10 out of 10 stars you want to call it or four to four stars whatever you want it's just a batch of a book as of right now i'm walking down the pond that's by my house it's about late in the evening like 9 30 or 10. and well, i don't even know what time it is to be <laughs> but it's, it's late but I don't feel like it's late. I just feel like it's the now. And I'll be honest, man, real quick before I end this up. The summary of the book is, it's a story, the autobiography of a yogi, how he goes from you know trying to become a, a yogi to becoming a yogi master and the stories in between that captivates life and change his life from, you know, perseverance, going against his family uh, wants and going for his, you know, his goal, his, his uh, universal goal. So, go get it, go read it, study it, and uh, marinate thoughts in your brain and let your soul take its role. All for the beat Thank you all for listening. Appreciate. We are the infinite. So, I just figured out that Anchor has an episode section where I could publish a long story and not, you know, create a station for each episode. So, my bad though. Next time I'll do that. But I'll, I'll make sure to wrap it up pretty soon. Hopefully I can put, wrap, wrap it up right here in part five. So, the story of the book, man, reading the book has, I don't think it's, I mean, it's just, it has changed my life, but it's not like, oh my God, it's changed my life kind of book. But, but the, it, it makes you think in a different light. And it wants you, to understand that you can be the light, and that we are infinite beings, that we're not this physical body that make us think that we are, that we're programmed to believe we're not, we're not the physical body. We're not the, an analogy that I've made is not we're not the vehicle. The vehicle being the body. We're the soul, the spirit which is the driver, you know what I mean? The driver makes the car what it is, not the car makes the driver. And I feel like uh, I've been more present believing that uh, I am where I am and everything happens when it's supposed to happen through the divinity of the higher power and intelligence. And um, actually, I'm gonna talk about synchronization in everybody's lives in another episode that is only about synchronization and stories about what's happened to me with that topic. So the autobiography autobiography of a yogi, um, I hadn't finished it up until September, right, of 2017. So I took a trip to New York to visit my brother and to tell you the truth, I had never been to New York in my life, but it's always been one of the inspirations, destinations in my life since I was a kid. I was inspired because when I was growing up, I would listen to a lot of hip-hop. And living in Texas and seeing the city, New York City, and a lot of the music videos and a lot of the stories that I you know, listened to in hip-hop, i was talking about the five boroughs and that was always a magical place i wanted to visit i never wanted to go to disney really my disney was new york city so that time around when my brother was oh he's been living he, oh, he lived there for almost two years the opportunity arose and i was like yo i'm going to nyc i'm going to touch base with my brother he's been reading the book too and uh, that was like." the back burner when i was going to get over there i was going to talk to him about it and uh so i meet my brother over there it was a beautiful moment beautiful moment in time it's like i was so inspired by my brother by his family for the for the move they had to make to live in new york city and it's he's following his truth you know what i mean kind of like the yogi kind of like yoga how he went to the west following his truth and uh that's what my brother did. So it's kind of very, very weird how it's very similar. So when I got there to NYC, uh, my brother and I had to, we reconnected we, we and a lot of the, you know, things that had been going on with us and where we, where we see ourselves and just, we were enjoying the moment, man, to the fullest. We drank beers, we went out to a couple of bars, we, we ate at uh, his place. They cooked a lot of home cooked meals that were really nice, more uh, different than what I'm used to. We loved the food over there. We loved our time over there, and the book we talked about how it made us, you know, aware of all these uh, higher intelligence and all these all these spirits and all these saints that. Yogananda was talking to, you know, in his book, he was talking about his gurus, how they appeared out of nowhere and they disappeared and how they can time travel and how it's we started talking about all those philosophies and theories and it was just a magical time, man. I enjoyed it. NYC, how do I hear yogi? Yo, part four, part four. Yo, part four of the story. Yo, uh, one of the things about recording on, on Anchor that I like right now is that I, I'm walking right now and I'm jogging and I'm listening to the playback and I like the ambience that's created by the actual walk in the park. You know what I mean? You can hear the cars passing by, you can hear the crickets, you can hear people passing by, like conversations and shit. And uh, it's pretty cool that you're able to record at any given moment, and publish it to a bunch of people out there in the world, you know what I mean, so, if, you, if you're if still tuning in for part four, man, much appreciation, this is again, this is the Eric C. movement, the Eric Castillo movement, so, i trying to stay present in the moment, before I continue with my story, so, uh, yeah man, I started posting pictures, and you know, about what I was reading, and uh, actually right before that, even months before I started getting the Autobiography of Yogi book, I, I was posting pictures on the Where There Is Light book, you know, and I, I snapped a lot of those pictures because I know that I had to return the book, plus they're inspirational at the moment, so I posted them to all the social media, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, I don't think Twitter, I don't I deleted Twitter for a while, but uh, I gotta get it again. So uh, the story begins where uh, where I left off is at. So I was reading the book and it took me a long time to really process what I was reading because the movie, I mean the movie, the book to me is like a movie because I was reading it and just felt like I was watching a film. And uh, it reminded me of one of the movies I'd seen that from India. I think it was, uh, I forgot the name of the movie, but there's this kid who got lost and he's looking for his parents and it's based off of India and he's looking for his family in India. So when I watched that movie, it was before I read the book. So when I read the book, I was kind of familiar, like what are the scenarios that he's portraying on the book, although it's modern India compared to the book's old India, which is very different, but very similar thing. So when he was talking about the stories in the book, I was just like, dude, it's taking me to another world where you know, um, they have different needs, they have different aspirations but they have very similar problems as far as you know, vision and what they want to do because yoga, Yogananda would talk about How since he was a kid, he wanted to be a yoga master, you know, a guru. And he always wanted to go to the Himalayas and actually become, meet his guru and become a yogi, you know what I mean? So he talked about that that drive to become a yogi at a very young age. And, you know, bits and pieces of the stories that he would tell, you would learn about his, the culture their lifestyle, you know, what they would do to eat, what kind of food they would eat. And I'm not going to lie, man, I was every time I was reading those stories about him eating those kind of Indian food, I was like, yo, that sounds pretty good. I want to try that. So it just makes you, like, it takes you to another world, man, because we're so used to the smells of food here in the States. Like right now as I'm walking, it smells like fajitas. Smells like carne asada, which is barbecue, you know. And um, it's a very tempting smell. Like if you're from here, you know that somebody's cooking out, and you wouldn't mind to stop by and get a piece of that meat. You know what I'm saying? You would like to get a taco or, or like, you know, or making a carne yourself because, or barbecuing yourself because you get inspired for it, But off the topic, right? But um, let me go back to the topic. Um, yeah, so I was really captivated by the culture in the book, and the stories he was telling since he was a kid were very inspiring, man. Because he was like he was driven at a very young age to uh, to actually, you know, complete his mission. And uh, part part five coming up next. Stick around. So, part three of the autobiography of a yogi story, uh, how I captured that book. So, I saw a documentary, and then right after that, um, I ordered the book, man. And before I ordered the book, I actually went down to the bookstore, and uh, I saw the actual copy, the first copy of the book I had ever seen. It was a beautiful copy of the book man. It was a, a light blue huge book it was like a maybe like an eight by eight It looked like I don't know it was a huge book man it's like but it, and, and it had a really good like feel to it It wasn't a paperback like the one I actually got but me being the one man you know household income and, and a family of four it was like dude I gotta get I gotta get it at a cheaper price you know what I mean. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to order it through this website that I found that has like affordable books and shit. I forgot the name of it. I think it's called thriftbooks.com. Shout out to thriftbooks.com. So I ordered the book and I actually ordered that one and I ordered uh, Tony Robbins uh, some financial book that I still haven't read completely. Like I said before, I'm a slow ass reader, but um that's another another chapter, another story that I gotta talk about. But um, nevertheless, let me talk about the Yogi book. So I ordered it, and dude, I ordered and I waited. I was like, couldn't, couldn't wait, man. I just wanted this book right in my hand so I can start reading it. It was so like that moment. I remember when I ordered it. I told my my kids, you know, I'm gonna get this book to my wife. They're like, yeah, they've been nonchalant about it. Like they don't really care about it. But I, I told this book is important and I need to read it. So I was waiting, you know, the whole couple of weeks. I think it took like two to three weeks before I got the book. And eventually when I got it, it, it arrived in a big box. And it was a Tony Robbins book and it was autobiography, a Yogi book. And boom, it got there. I was like, yo, man, I, can't, I couldn't believe it. I actually... I told my, my, my kid, my, my kid Isabella, she's 10 years old, but she was nine at the moment. I told her, look, I got this book, I want you to you know, read it with me, or to sign it that we received it this day. So we signed one of the first pages in the book. I signed it, put the date that I received it. And I was like, I'm gonna write the date I received it and started reading it. And then when I finish the book, I'll write the day that I finished the book so I can know how long I took. And that will be another part of the story that I'll talk to you about later so I can actually look at the dates because I can't remember off the bat. But, so, I got the book, super excited. You know, uh, throughout this time when I would, I hadn't been meditating a lot, to be honest. I kind of took a step back from that. Um, And that's another story that I'll talk to you about later, the reasons why. But... um, so I started uh, reading the book that day, and I was just, I was just wild, man. I, couldn't, I was just so excited, man. I was like, man, this book is so—it's like a kind of like the Bible. Kind of gives you like, a, I'm not gonna compare it to the Bible because I mean, it's, it's they're books, but and it's similar, very similar stories, like about how he was trying to spread the truth to the West, and that was his own mission, you know. Uh, Yogananda's mission was to spread the truth about yo, you know being a yogi and uh the whole lifestyle behind it and how you can change the world similar to what the bible talks about jesus you know and, and the the life he lived to try to spread the truth you know so it was like very similar in that sense but totally different eras and totally different you know stories because this one at least he's in our lifetime we can actually relate to him where like we hear stories from the Bible, and we're like, "Wow, did that really happen, or is it?" You know. So that's how the story began, and uh, I actually told my brother to read it. Actually, I would post pictures on on Snapchat and on Instagram about like lines that I would read in, in the book, and I would just take a picture and snap it and, and post it. And uh, I got people interested in the book, and uh I'll talk to you about the next chapter. <laughs> so let me continue the story I'm actually in a jog right now and I took the time to slow down a little bit and talk more about the story so when I borrowed the book Where There's Life it was a very powerful book because it had a lot of uh, it's not like a storyline book it's more like chapters on different types of, your, of journeys in your life like, uh, you know, just self awareness talks about meditation, talks about death, talks about love, talks about giving, and throughout the book, it just gives you like little scriptures of what jo- Yogananda would tell, you know, his students, And and it gives you lots of energy, man, lots of power, lots of uh. It makes you feel so inspired and it makes everything so easy to challenge. Like, it's a, it makes it, like, I've always been a spiritual guy because of my grandma. Rest in peace. Love her to death. She always taught us to pray and, and feel that God can, you know, help us at any given moment as long as we have faith. So I always carried that with me. But when I started to meditate and read this book, it connected the other side of spirituality that I hadn't really thought about or put the mathematics to so it helped me a lot to really start you know believing in in the present moment and always being present and uh, being having gratitude for what we have and all the good and the bad has come with so it was really one of those moments in time when I started reading that book and I told the guy, like, dude, I'm not a fast reader, so it's going to take me a while to read this book. To be honest, I'm not a reader at all. It took me college to really learn how to read. and So I told the dude, like, dude, man, it's going to take me a while before I read this book. And, and he's like, don't, don't worry, man, just take it. Like, Are you sure? Because if I take it, I'm not going to give it back to you in a long time. So he's like, it's like, ah, come on, man, just take it. Don't worry about it. So I took the book. And I started reading it, and uh, that first night I think I read like one chapter, and it was a uh, very inspiring, like I said. And um, I just started reading it little by little. I was like, I gotta finish this book. So I finished the book maybe like a few months into. It took me a while. It didn't happen like, like over a six-month span. It took me a while, man, to read the whole thing. But I read it thoroughly, and then I read it again, and like bits and pieces. I got, it. I got a mile in. So, like I was saying, I read the bits and pieces again that's after I finished reading it, and that, I'm not even getting to the point where I got the book, The Autobiography of the Yogi book. I read it in the in the back of the book, in the, where the where's the light book, it tells you like different books you can read, you know, like. So I was like, you know, I got to get this one because. I was reading on, actually I looked up on YouTube and I saw that there was a video on Yogananda and then I found it on Netflix, I found the actual, I found the actual documentary on him. So I was like dude let me watch it before I buy the book. And I bought the book, I mean I I saw the movie on Netflix and then I was like yo man this is like a super cool story for the modern age, this is like a modern saint. That nobody ever talks about. So let me let me talk, let me look more into this. And then I found out that that Steve Jobs, you know, he was a, a fan of this book. This is the only book on his iPad when he passed away. And he actually gave a book to everybody at his funeral, a copy of the yogi, of the autobiography of a yogi book. So I was like, dude, I need to get I need to get a copy of this book. And so that's when the journey began. I was like, dude, I gotta order this book, and uh, I gotta order some other books that, you know, I need to read as much as I can, so I can build up my brain and, and get ready for all this, all the steps in my life. So that's what I did, man. Got the book, and then I'll tell you the rest of the story in the next chapter. And yes, welcome back to the Eric Castillo Movement, also known as the Eric Seed Movement. Today's topic will be Autobiography of a Yogi, the book, Autobiography of a Yogi. It's a book that um, my personal experience reading this book has been a journey, and it will continue because it's a continuous journey. But the story behind it of how I ran into this book is pretty interesting. So if you have a minute or two or maybe 30 minutes, I don't know how long I'm going to take talking about this story, but um, it's going to be a while because the way it started, um, I, I'm actually a speech pathologist assistant. I work 8 to 5, mostly every day, Mondays through Fridays, but I do a lot of documentation in between visits and I'm usually on the run on one of these particular visits uh, I had a cancellation so I ran to the nearest Starbucks and I was gonna I was gonna do some documentation while I was there ordering my coffee um, I ran to one of my pals from back in the days from from high school and I hadn't seen him like over maybe like a good eight to seven years and um, so I was like hey what's going on man I sat down by the way his name is Joel Cotton he's from Print District Industries, or something like that. (laughs) I forgot the name, but it's really, really cool. Uh, He has a cool business, though. Nevertheless, I'll stop you. Uh, While I I, I ran into him and I was there talking to him about what I do, and I was talking about what he does, and we started talking about autism. And due to the subject, we're talking about how, like, the theory behind the causing of autism and the whole spike in autism and how it's been, you know, increasing over the last few years. We are just talking about ideas and how we personally thought that had developed or our theories behind it, right? So, and then from there, we started talking about, like, you know, meditation. And and he was asking me, how do you know about meditation? I was like, really? Um, I've been meditating, I I told him, I've been meditating for like a year or two, and it started because, and I told him, I told him it was pretty crazy how it really all began, because I learned about meditation through some hip-hop heads from Brooklyn, New York, Flatbush, to be exact, and the name of the group, or the name of the, actually, movement that was going on in the Beast Coast, that's the way they call it, the Beast Coast, the name of the group is the Underachievers. And the underachievers is a group that, uh, you know, talks about a lot of uh, meditation, talks about, um, you know, astral projection, out of body experiences. They talk about chakras in their music. So while I was listening to their music when I discovered them, I was like impressed because they were talking about something so different than every MC out there I was listening to before that. You know? It was just so intriguing to me. So. As I was listening to their music, I was uh, Googling what they were talking about, and then I ran into like the YouTube videos on on uh, chakra meditation and uh, cleansing the chakras and in a uh, third eye, uh, the pineal gland, and so they they kind of got me into it, like in that sense, not directly but indirectly, and so I started learning about meditation. So he was. I was telling him about that experience and how I got into meditation. He was telling me how he had his guru, and he's asking me, "Who's your guru?" I was like I, I really don't have a guru, but uh, I feel like one of the dudes that really inspired me to really look into this other, you know, spirituality was um, was his name, Capital Steez, you know, A.K. from the co- the Pro Era. You know, he's from the Pro Pro Era movement and. Um, he really was the one talking talk about sacred geometry And spirit science And that's when I really started Digging into the The whole meditation And uh, the chakra systems And all that stuff So And So he's telling me about A yogi And he t- started telling me about this uh, Paramahansa Yogananda How meditation worked for him And how he brought yoga to, to the states Or to the west And he had a book with him And he let me borrow it the name of the book was called "Where Where There's Light." Where there's light, and it's a book by Paramahansa Yogananda, and it's actually like a. Hey, what's up, folks? It's Eric. I'm back. I haven't used Anchor like in maybe like I don't know, maybe a year or so. When it first started, I was into it, and then I just stopped using it because it's like it. it was a little bit out of my comfort zone, like being just talking. And then I guess I'm gonna try it again, see what happens. Try to lead it in the right direction and uh, see what I can get with this. I'm a pretty talented guy, I have all kinds of talents. I can make different voices, I can can act, I can uh, interview people pretty well. I can uh, make film, record uh, stuff. But now I wanna venture out more into the audio experience and see what I can bring to the table. And maybe venture out into a podcast or a vlog. Or a blog. All three. And at the same time I'm actually starting my own little business here in Texas. So I'm gonna start doing that as well. I know it's a lot it might seem like there's a lot on my table, there, but the more we put on the plate, the more you can chew off. So I'm gonna try to do that and see what I can do and see where this takes me. So if you have any ideas or have any questions or for just wanna talk, send me a phone line and guess, hollow back. It is your boy, Eric C. Shout out to Daniel Von Ebers.